0: This podcast is sponsored by Buxton in Bayside, the premier Bayside real estate agency. Hello and welcome to the Bayside Bubble. I'm your co-host, Kate Harvey. Along with my partner in crime, Marie Lacey, each fortnight we explore community stories and connections around Bayside, Melbourne. Our aim is to share the heart and soul of our community, get to know some real local characters, surprise our listeners with information they've never heard before and have a whole lot of fun along the way. This podcast would not be possible without our major sponsor, Buxton Real Estate, where local property knowledge and experience really does matter. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome back to the Bayside Banter. I'm Marie Lacey and my co-host is sitting right opposite me. Hello, Kate Harvey. Hello Marie, how's your week been? It's been good actually, lots of things on. I do find um, since we've got out of COVID that I'm a little bit overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that we do have on and I just find that every time I want to book something, it's a bit tricky because there's too many people booking things. Oh, I know. And something I heard on the radio today, which I'm absolutely agreeing with, is that we're really – when we are booking, we're booking things wrong and wrong days, wrong weeks, wrong months, wrong years. I know. And you turn up and suddenly you don't have your massage booked. And I It's know, just I know. painful. So it, it is a back bit Back to real life is tough. It is tough. Mm. And I must admit, when I am booking a restaurant for that two-hour period, I'm actually quite liking the very small – Me too – you know, a couple I love of hours it. because you're in and out and you, we're done. I know. 9.30, I'm at home in my jimmy jams. Yeah, I'm the same. Loving it. I'm the same too. Mm-hmm. Now, you ask how I went up for my week, what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I went for a walk this morning and I was talking to a friend, Jodie, and we were just chatting about life and she was telling a story about her friend and she was telling it verbatim. So she was telling it to the point of going, okay, text message said, absolutely, Purple Heart. And I'm going, what does a Purple Heart mean? And do they have meanings? And so let's chat about that because I thought, do you know anything about the – when you send emoji to someone. Emojis. The only one I really know about is the aubergine. Okay. That's that's it. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. Great one. What about the peacock? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I thought I'll look up and I've Googled it right in front nice. of me to find out about what these emojis mean. All right, the love heart ones. The love heart ones. All right. Okay, so the love heart one, there's a yellow one. Mm-hmm. What do you think the yellow heart emoji means? So, you know, tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, a bit of missing you, some, yeah, something. Yeah, well, you're pretty close to it. It's a friendship emoji. <gasps> there you go. There you go. That's why you've never sent it to me, right? Never have. Now, the red heart means pretty striking, Love. Yeah. And then the green heart is envy well i thought so too jealousy envy but no it's actually for nature okay yeah environmental nature happy green. so you would just put a green heart if someone put a picture of trees or something yeah going for a hike okay seems a little bit specific it does and they Mm. also say saint patrick's day but Uh, everything green is saint patrick's day but i wanted to find out what the purple heart oh no before i get to the purple heart there's a black heart Straightforward. Okay. That's us, really. Just sad. <laughs> sad and <laughs> dead. dead. <laughs> actually, it says a dark sense of humour. Okay, that's pretty much us. Yeah, we'll go black yes, heart from yes, now on. all right. Done. But the purple heart. Mm-hmm. What do you think a purple heart means? Well, they give it for bravery in war, right? So I'm, I'm going to say something like bravery. Yeah, it's like a, a valour award or something. Yes. yes. No, it's actually meaning physical attraction. Oh, oh. That's something very different. It is. So do you think my friends. Some text, and she oh, thinks there's physical attraction oh. there. Do you know what? That upped that story amazingly, just yeah, knowing know. the Purple Heart now. I know. <gasps> Gosh. I know. So, what do you think about that? <laughs> WTF. I know, right? L O L O L O L or Ruffle
1: or. <laughs> ruffle?
0: Whatever it is. Yeah, well, I think it's L M A O. L <laughs> M F A O. There was one, though. Yeah, I'm Talking about not emojis, but now that we're on the, the L M A O's and yes. the WTFs, yeah, there acronyms. is one called P O S Point of Sale. Well, that's what most people think if well, you're in retail and people yes. have been online through COVID. We, we know the, the POS. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it means parent over shoulder. Uh, oh. So the kids do it when, you know, they're sitting there and watching telly with the with their parents and trying to say, hey, don't send me anything, yes. just POS. Yes. So if your kids are out sitting there and they're looking a bit, you know, worried suspect. and suspect, then just go over and stand there and say, type in POS Oh well, that's that's the thing. Like my kids love it when I'm act cool, right? Yeah, they yeah. really, really love it. So if I go to them, I say, you know what, P.O.S. And You know what they'll say? They'll love it. You know what they'll say? They'll say, "Piss off, mum." They will. <laughs> <It> will. change <laughs> from P.O.S. to P.I.W.S. I don't They will. But I do love to wind them up like that. So yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. So that's the story of the emojis. Nice, good story. I'd give that a solid seven. Thank you for that. You're welcome. The rating. It started off with probably about three. Yeah, yeah. But the purple heart. Now everyone knows what the hearts are now. We had a great chat yesterday with Mark. Oh, Earl. we did with Mark Earl, despite your uh, electrical digital issues. Oh, now let's we're up to what number six now uh, in no, two we're days. Five. five? So oh, let's gosh. tell our let's let's tell our banter listeners about what happened. So I yesterday. Ordered some cords, microphone cords. They were the wrong cords. So I started off with that. Marker was coming in at one o'clock. At quarter to one, I realised I had the wrong cords. Second thing was Kate and I, Kitty Cat and I, were testing the audio equipment. We <laughs> it kept, sounded terrible. We had these beautiful new microphones and it was a terrible sound. It was very tinny because I didn't plug the audio into my laptop. So it was just the laptop microphones. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> We're just sitting me. here talking into these beautiful microphones yeah. and it was the laptop yeah, that me. was picking us up. And Good the third job. thing? The third thing was during the recording, your laptop decided to just go into sleep mode after 15 minutes and 40 minutes later when we are, you know, riffing with Mark Earl oh, and you're like, oh, just hold on a moment. Oh, I actually said stop talking. Oh, stop. stop talking because <laughs> the lock screen's on and the lock screen caused – the recording to stop. To stop. So you can really tell that we're amazing at what we do. I am. Well, you probably are. I am <laughs> crap at technology. You're rubbish. I have said today, uh, like what happened today, Marie? Oh, I'm not even going to start. We recorded the banter and you only recorded my microphone. I, cr- I recorded on one track. But, you know, I've come back and we've sorted it out and that's how you learn. I know. And I, I, I did say I was going to bank my, you know, support of this mm. and my relaxation about it and go, yeah, roll with the flow. But you're on a warning. That's all <laughs> oh, I'm saying. Geez. I'm not just banking it now. It's you're a, on a warning. It's a performance warning. But Correct. you know, should get three. So I've got my first one. So we'll let you know if I need Oh my god! But hold on. You're on what number four or five? And this is your first warning. I'm taking lots of three as one. So so okay, well on then one. today's another one. So you are already I'm, I'm, towards I'm on your one, second. two five. Correct. You're yeah. already towards your second warning. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, at least we're we're chatting away now, and people can hear us. Thank God they can hear me, which they're really wanting to hear me. That's more the of most you. important thing. You're right. <laughs> you're right. So let's get back to Mark. So Mark came in yesterday. We had a great chat. We did. He is a very knowledgeable estate agent. He is. He's got loads of experience yes. and. Um, Yes, I think we'll all look, listen. Yeah, let's to listen to Mark. right now. I think we should. Let's do it. Go, go. Hello, Mark Earl. Hello. Kate Hello, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Nice to see you. Thanks for coming in and joining us. In us, you are our first guest in our actual studio. So welcome.
1: And can I just say what a studio it is? It's just I've full never of- seen anything more picturesque
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so just on that listeners there's just nothing in this room except apart from us <laughs> and just cords and a table White
1: was just missing straight jackets
0: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> it's quite sterile really we will, we will definitely add something to it next time you come in Mark. we would get i'm there.
1: sure the personalities replace what could have been of on the walls. absolutely all that's it stuff thing, really? we, you can
0: come back again <laughs> you can. So this is our little banter where we just talk a lot of stuff and um, we're glad you're on because we want to talk to you about property, Mark.
1: Yes, it's been uh, an interesting 12 months on uh, yeah. on every front. But, uh, yeah, from a real estate point of view, you know, a lot of the questions that we're getting asked at the moment around what's going on in the property market have really probably hit us all for six a little bit because we're having conversations now that we weren't expecting we would be having based on – what I think we all thought we were going to be heading into during that period where we couldn't transact at all for a couple of months. And, um, and it really has started very strongly. I think part of that has been the obvious, which is pent-up demand. So people yeah. that had transacted just before the lockdown and needed to buy or sell, and hence, you know, they weren't able to. So yeah. there was the obvious part from that perspective. But I think... Some of the aspects that we weren't really expecting have been, whilst we've all been locked down, we've all been very attached and in our homes. And I think that's probably put under the microscope in many respects, the place that we live. And therein lies probably a new reality for people that they would like to achieve with a home, just in case and touch wood, we go down this type of path again. So I think that has added to the fuel that is going on in the property market at the moment. And the market is to give it some realism because the papers and media is always going to sensationalize one way or another. When the market's going a little bit softer, they think the world's ending and it's cataclysmic when the market's a little bit buoyant, which it is at the moment, they're talking about, you know, market's going up by 10 and 20% sure. and so on and so forth. So so to put some context around that, the market is definitely way stronger than what we expected, but I wouldn't describe it necessarily as boom time conditions. But yeah, as I said, we've definitely come into a post-COVID world or hopefully a permanently post-COVID world in far better shape than what we sort of anticipated.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because I was reading something in Domain about, you know, the top 10 growth areas in Melbourne and Bayside come in at fourth.
1: It's interesting Bayside, isn't it? Because if you think, and again, going back to covid Rules 5k radius. I mean, is there a better place that you could possibly live? (laughs) We kept saying Melbourne. I mean, I did feel. A little robbed at times because sure. our radius finished at the water so we lost so like we stretched half of it that. so we-, we stretched it further down the bay because <laughs> we thought maybe that's unfair so we sort of thought we can have a bit more length and breadth than, than others but anyway but i think you know for us to be able to go on those walks or runs or yes. in my case sadly cycling and have that sort of space that fresh air i do think is probably something that um will be a bit of a destination benefit for people looking again at or assessing, you know, where they're living in Melbourne.
0: For sure. So do you think people will move away from other suburbs of Melbourne to come to those, to or for those reasons?
1: I do. And I think it will cement people's view that, you know, most people aren't lucky enough to be able to have Mm -hmm. a holiday house. So if you've got a home and you've got a choice as far as where you live, I mean, Bayside kind of gives you the best of both worlds, doesn't it?
0: Well, there's a lot of times in summer when I think, mm. why am I spending money to leave when, mm. you know, the beach is on the doorstep and cafes, etc., and bike tracks and things. And I actually sold my house just as we hit, as COVID hit mm. and I was absolutely looking to downsize and I've heard a couple of other people who have sold their, who are looking to sell their houses now and downsize because they actually want to release the money and the the equity that's in their property so that they can now travel because they're so desperate to travel because we haven't traveled for eight months. Have you heard those stories as well?
1: Definitely. I mean there's been a massive I mean if you follow the the real estate market outside of Bayside and look regional, look coastal, like the Mornington Peninsula, for example, is absolutely going mad down wow. there with property demand. Like yep. it's like it's a, a period in time that they've never really sort of experienced because normally that market is like it's always reasonably solid but it's very sort of consistent and it probably tends to fluctuate a little bit more because it's, you know, the luxurious end of um, people's ability to be able to afford, you know, that second home. But now, you know, particularly with workplace flexibility, Mm. people sort of being given the opportunity to work for maybe one, two, three days at home, in some cases permanently at home, you could quite easily sort of sell somewhere in the city and I don't want to sort of... um, sort of um, <laughs> espouse that too strongly because Bayside, we love Bayside. Bayside. Yes. Bayside However, my... you could potentially... Bayside bubble. Live. <laughs> Bayside bubble <pot> no. <laughs> You could potentially live an hour away, you know, permanently and, and yep. sort of commute once or twice a week to, to the city or whatever it may be. So I think the whole landscape about how we work, how we live, which is very interconnected, who we live with. Um, All of those sorts of uh, challenges no doubt unfolding after what we've all been through this this year.
0: Sure. Also with COVID, when you were able to show people around before we went into hard lockdown, it must have reduced the tyre kickers to zero right? Suddenly you didn't have those. The, it was people who were really committed to buying. Um, what are you experiencing now with with people returning to to looking at properties? Is it some tie kickers or again, is it really high quality people looking to move?
1: It's definitely normalizing now as far as transacting and selling is becoming a bit similar to what it was right. pre-COVID because yep. we've got a lot more flexibility. Having said that, some of the learnings out of the COVID environment, from a selling perspective, have definitely changed in our minds. Mm-hmm. For example, Saturday being the the be all and End center all. point of yeah. you know selling real estate has definitely shifted. Like I've got an auction tomorrow night, which is Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. Last week I had you know a few on Wednesday and a few on Thursday. So I think these midweek auctions, particularly during the the better months of the year and daylight savings and so forth, will become probably quite normal. Uh, The virtual auctions has been interesting. I had uh, just digressing a fraction, but I had one last week where there was 15 people that registered. And, you know, I was on a screen at the office and everybody chose to be on mute and no video. Oh. So I'm looking at a blank television screen with no sound. (laughs) The only person on there was my colleague assisting me. I thought it it could have been a setup. I didn't. So I'm trying to spruik the benefits of this property with zero help. Sure. No atmosphere. No feedback. No nothing. My jokes weren't laughing. (laughs) at
0: But that's normal, isn't it? That is kind of normal. <laughs> but you couldn't even read their inscriptions. Inspir- so, I mean, there's, there's nothing there to look at. And then, that's then surreal.
1: A couple of people felt sorry for when they turned yeah. on. Right. eating a pizza. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know, bidding from your lounge room. Yeah, you just turn on, turn off on Zoom. Pretty cool. That so- is cool.
0: But like you said, what's normal now? I mean, normal. There is no like normal said, now, right? You know, from Saturdays was your auction day, and everyone was, it was centered around Saturdays. Everyone's normal working situation has changed dramatically. Mm. So if you want to buy a house and you want to go for an auction Wednesday night, why are you having a pizza? Why not? If yeah, <laughs> you can.
1: And, and we've, we've always said, like, if the right home is up on Christmas Day, yep. you know, It'll buying be- a property is reasonably important on people's agenda. Like, it's yeah. there is nothing more important if you've sold and you've got a 90-day settlement to purchase. So, yeah. um, so I think that flexibility has always existed, but I think this has forced people's hands to get them out of their comfort zone yeah. and, and sell differently. And going back to what you were saying before, as far as, qualification questions and so forth dealing with less people there's absolutely people now that are wanting to do things in a more or a less profile way more private inspections because that's what we've got used to and that's what the public's also become a bit more accepting of so you know we still at this time have to have registered people come through we can't advertise a public open for inspection at this stage right we can have 20 people through not from two households but from however many households Yep but we still can't advertise it as an open. So everybody right. that wants to look through a house at the moment still does need to register, and I think that's a good thing yeah. in many respects. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One thing I was going to ask you is I've noticed around Bayside, you know, and as you said, it's not really pick, picking up now. I mean, there's a lot of houses for auction. But what I have noticed, there's a few houses sold off market. Did you say that a lot through COVID?
1: Yeah, well through COVID, during that 2 months where we literally couldn't show homes, we still did transact a few properties because yep. there was properties that people had seen before lockdown that yep. didn't that took a while just to transact. Mm-hmm. And there was also certain situations where people don't need to see a home, so a block yep. of land for example or essentially something that's land value. Mm-hmm. And what was surprising with the technology these days in the virtual tours, mm. there was quite a few people that would buy Renovated homes, yep. I want to say quite a few, it's still a low percentage, but much sure. more than I expected yep. because they were confident in what the technology told them about yep. the property. And that um, was
0: going to be another question of mine. Are virtual tours on the property um, websites, websites pools, going yep. to be standard now? Because I love them.
1: They're, yep. they're You've great. got to get a lot. <laughs> I <laughs> have
0: um, a life. We, we, we enjoy it. <laughs> um, and the drones, I mean, all that sort of stuff. It's so cool.
1: Yeah, well, the information that you can have now online means that the people that you do actually get through the homes are far more qualified. And I think Because of what's occurred, it's meant that people have had nothing else to sort of rely on other than and other than what's there. So I think to a large extent that will happen. It's funny. Previous to COVID, I was always too impatient to watch a video.
0: Yep. (laughs) So I
1: honestly couldn't advocate a video to a client because I thought I can't watch through this. It's painful. (laughs) Having said that, I think when that's taken away from you and there's no other vehicle to sort of do things, Mm -hmm. it definitely plays a fairly big role. And for people that are looking from interstate, overseas, other parts of Melbourne that don't have the time just to wander through homes they want to research a bit more thoroughly before they get there yes i think they're absolutely um
0: good to hear yeah i'm I'm happy about that and look also when you walk through somewhere you get a feel for it but then you think oh was was there a split system in that room i can't remember so to go back and look at the video again is is really cool and be able to stop it and not that i do that very often no because you um, you don't don't need need that that wrecking at all (laughs) and what about i suppose you know with with um, renting now, do you see a lot of up-market renting? Like, is it is, is it increased at all, the rental side of – or not? To be honest,
1: the, the part of the rental market that has struggled or laboured through this or been affected um, has been probably the upper end yeah. end yeah. because – Obviously, immigration or people yep. moving from overseas or movement from overseas, expats, that sort yep. of stuff has virtually ceased with yep. what's happening. And they would be a reasonably large portion of, of that type of property. Yeah. And also because of the commercial constraints and pay cuts that people have been taking mm-hmm. and like it does, it's a bit like the, the upper end of the housing market gets more affected than the lower end of the housing market. So if you look at what's happening now with the stamp duty changes last week, yeah. so if you're buying a new place at a million dollars or less, you're getting a 50% discount. It's not yep. means tested. Yep. And if you're buying an established place, you're getting a 25% discount. So for people selling seven, eight, nine hundred or some million dollar homes, there's a fairly substantial saving there now comparative to previous. Yeah. And the benefits will then affect the people that are selling those places. They're buying something for one, three or one, four or one, five. And the people yeah. selling the one, three or one, four are then going up. So you do get sort of a flow on okay. effect to a certain extent to the upper echelons. But once you get past a certain price point, I think it has been come very selective, you yeah. know that sort of three to four million dollar plus price point sure. sort of of late. Yeah, and yeah. Um, at the moment it's probably a bit early to sort of say what sort of depth that market might have. If it ticks all of the boxes from a position point of view, layout, floor plan, style, yeah. etc., then no problem. But yeah. if something's a bit left of center, the depth probably isn't the same as what it um, as what it would have been pre-COVID at sure. the moment.
0: And here's, here's a question completely off topic, but one I have to ask you is what is the best feature in a house to have when you're selling it? Like what's a, a awesome selling feature in a house?
1: It's a really good question. I, I don't think I could pin that down to something singular, but street appeal is massive yeah. for a home because that's something that's really difficult to change. Yes, uh, Personally, I love period homes. I yeah, love yeah. old-style homes. Mm-hmm. I hate it when people... I'll be I'll be careful here, but there's a, a <laughs> very strong yes. there's a very strong tendency to just knock down, and I yep. get why because yep. it's very expensive to renovate relative to building, yes. and and so I completely understand the commercial aspects of it. I also understand that. You know, a lot of the older homes don't offer or it becomes very difficult for them to offer what something that's brand new and 45 squares and so forth will offer for today's living requirements. But if I was to pick a couple of things, street appeal, I think is really important. And if it's timeless, even better. So as in the older style homes, but for me, room proportions, ceiling heights and floor plan, they would be the things that you've just got to try and get right. And very few people when they do developments, particularly townhouses, that sort of thing, we walk into a lot, and I see very few that really do nail all aspects.
0: See, I told you, Mark Earle is a smart man, and it's so fascinating to hear about what's going on in the housing market in Melbourne at the moment. It is, especially Bayside, and, you know, like you say, knowledgeable, um, interesting, you know, buying right now. Mm. Renting's interesting as well. I mean, mm. he had lots to say and I think we'll definitely get him back. We did, yes. Especially since that I stuffed up. Yeah, especially since we didn't even get half of what we were talking <laughs> no, about. No, we well, didn't. But Mark is lovely and thank you, Mark, for coming on the Bayside Banter Thanks, and being the Mark. sponsor Buxton Real Estate. Absolutely. Now, um, we had some great feedback. Well, I know that you've been reading some as well about Sally Hepworth. We did. It was a great interview. Um, so our show notes writer actually – called me and said, that was an awesome um, interview. I loved listening to that. She's so great. And actually she told me a little story. So for people who don't watch Parks and Recreation, there's a whole thing going on with Polar and Pancakes. There's a whole thing. So for all of, the, all of the people who love that, they would have gone, oh, that's funny. Right. Yes. So pancakes. we missed, we totally missed that whole Oh. oh. Um, Reference. Reference, okay. Yes, but there we go. So it's good that we actually have cool people who are associated with this podcast because we're not. (laughs) So lots of great, great feedback from that. And of course, we had um, people commenting on our Facebook etc. So we put you all into a drawer, and the lucky Debbie Kite has won our signed copy or Sa- Sally's signed copy of her new book. Oh, now Debbie Kite came on with our first episode of the Bayside Bubble from the Baramoros Theatre. That's fantastic. That's right. And one I'm of our top that, fans. Yeah. Now. She's a top fan, is she? She is. One to, I'm saying that she is. <laughs> well, I'm saying she is too, if you're saying she is. Thank you to Debbie for entering our competition. So now, what's on next week, Kitty Cat? Next week, we are talking to Jack Cooper next week. I spoke to him a few weeks ago, actually, and he has been living in Beaumaris since the early 50s, so, you know, 70 years. He's he's over 90 years old. He has been such a contributor to local community groups and uh, an amazing character that I had a lot of fun talking to. Well, I think he will be able to share a lot of his stories about how things have changed oh, around haven't they? Just our Bayside community, so I'm looking forward to hearing him. Me too. Yeah, great. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the Bayside Banter and um, we look forward to hearing from or speaking to you next week, hey? Yeah. yeah. See you next week. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Bayside Bubble. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's stories as much as we enjoyed bringing them to you. Join us every fortnight for a new episode. If you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. To find out more, you can visit our Facebook page or our website, baysidebubble.com.au or you can email us at baysidebubblepodcast at gmail.com. As always, we'd like to thank our incredible sponsors, Buxton Real Estate and Chisholm Constructions. That's it for now. See you next time.